0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Monkey Financial Podcast. Today we're going to be recording episode number 54 and I'm going to be talking about credit cards. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'll first share my story around credit cards and then I'll get into some statistics. Uh, a lot of people that use credit cards uh, always uh, use them based on rewards points. right? There's no other benefit to using a credit card except the rewards. Uh, So we'll go into some of the statistics and then uh, at the end I'll just kind of share my life now being four years without credit cards. I think I have an interesting perspective because I was a heavy credit card user at one point in my life and in the last four years I haven't touched a credit card at all. So I can give you both sides of the spectrum. I think a lot of people that argue for one side or the other uh, probably haven't experienced uh, both ends of the spectrum. So hopefully it'll be unbiased, but uh, I do have my own biases now that I'm credit card free. So take that as it is. Um, also, I apologize about um, missing two weeks here of the podcast. I am currently moving. It's going to be like a prolonged move. i Every weekend, I move, move a few boxes, and then uh, the weekdays in between taking care of my kids and everything else, uh, I pack a few things, and that's really what my uh, work-life balance has been. So uh, you might see some irregular postings over the next month, month and a half. Uh, just stick with it if you guys can. Uh, I, I give this content to you free, um, and uh, sometimes I, I can't keep the schedule that I intend to keep, so I apologize. But... Anyways, let's get back on topic, credit cards. So my credit card story, um, 2008 is the year that I opened up my first credit card at 18 years old. And um, I opened it up with uh, advice from my parents that this is one of the first steps of building your credit, so you should open up a credit card. And it was a a very small balance uh, or a credit limit it was either 300 or 600 i don't remember it was a chase student card i forgot which one of the credit card line uh, line lineups it is but one of their most basic like student credit cards and with that card of course with the 600 or 300 limit you're not going to do a lot of damage but for an 18 year old with a part-time job who's going off to college uh, there could be damage that can be done. And of course, the first thing I did with this credit card is um, I was supposed to be saving money uh, for, to pay my books. Uh, and of course, I didn't. I, I spent it at the bar and uh, came time to buy books and shuffled around in my wallet. I knew I wasn't going to use my debit card because there's no money in my checking account. Pulled that old credit card out of the back and swiped it for the first time. Uh, in in september of 2008 and put exactly uh, like 555 bucks or something like that i remember it was very close to the limit of books on the on the card and with the full attention uh, intention that the next check that i get i'm gonna fully pay this off because my checks were around five six hundred bucks a week so i figured hey um, my next check this card's simply going to be erased and it did work out that way. The next check I got paid, I worked some overtime and uh, I, I I was able to pay off the credit card. But this created a cycle of swipe the card, pay it off, swipe the card, pay it off. Until one day, of course, I couldn't pay it off. So then on campus, uh, there was a, a, I don't know if this is a national bank, but TCF. I don't know if they're a national or regional bank. But anyways, they had a, uh, at the quad, um, they had a... Nice little uh, station. Of course, they're going to free hoodies if you signed up for a credit card. And I said, what's the harm in that? I, I need a new hoodie anyways. And I'm never going to use this card. I already have a credit card. So I'm not going to use this one. I opened up the credit card with TCF. Of course, next semester, not only are books due, but uh, I was a commuter. So I had to pay for uh, the garage where I parked my car. Because in Chicago, um, my college was in, like just downtown Chicago so I I couldn't just park on the street there's no such thing Um, so I had to pay the garage and the books and I used again the chase card for the books and I didn't have any cash so I used the uh, other credit card the TCF one for the um, garage and long story short that semester I ended up taking six classes so instead of working my usual 25-30 hours a week I had to cut it down to like 10 to 15 hours a week. And my paychecks were not enough to cover those credit cards and simply was uh, starting to make minimum payments. I gave up on the idea of paying off the balance in full. And I said, well, I'm just going to make the minimum. Now, my story is probably very similar to most college kids. Uh, They get introduced to credit cards early on. Nobody that uh, is introduced to a credit card has the intention of carrying a balance on the card. No, no, I I would say no sane person, no logical person would say, well, no, I'm going to open up a credit card and carry a balance. We all know, especially uh, uh, those of us that are somewhat financially illiterate, if you read that pamphlet and you see that APR rate and it's like the average is 20% uh, for most credit cards, um, you're not going to win financially if you're paying 20% in interest. You're just not. So we all know that, you know, we're supposed to use credit cards responsibly. We're supposed to use them in emergencies and we're supposed to pay off the balance. But here I am uh, at 19 years old now carrying a balance and just doing minimum payments. What I also realized is maybe I can stretch my credit line so I could charge more things on and then in the summertime, the plan was I'm going to work full time 40 hours to pay all this off. Pure genius plan. I mean, what could go wrong? And that's exactly what I did. I started reaching out to Chase and TCF, see which one of them would do it. Chase gladly gave me $6,000 credit line uh, on on that credit card. They even upgraded it from a student card because I can show them, hey, I'm working. Uh, Well, I didn't show them. They just simply asked me, what's your income? And I said, well, now I'm working 40 hours. I didn't say I was only doing it for the summer. I I'm working 40 hours. Uh, My income uh, obviously grew. And they said, here's $6,000. And here's our upgraded Chase Freedom card. So here I am going back to school uh, with a $6,000 credit limit, a broke college kid. And of course, I do some more damage. Not only do I put parking and books on this year, I also roll over the uh, balances and all those other credit cards onto this Chase card because they had a introductory credit rate uh, or a credit line if you traded your old credit card line and transferred to this new freedom card it'd be zero percent for 12 months i was excited about that so i i I kind of uh, thought i did a smart thing by taking my tcf card and my other chase card bringing those balances over to the new chase card so with those balances carrying over interest-free is what the plan was for 12 months and um just charging new books and uh new parking for the next semester, already I was starting to to accumulate uh, a a balance that was greater than $1,000 on this card. And again, a 20% debt's going to kill you. And eventually it got to the point where I just said, well, I'm going to put it on the card. I'm going to put it on the card. I'm going to put it on the card because, again, I had to cut down my hours when I went back to school. And before I knew it, a year passed and a simple $600 uh, debt has now turned into a six thousand dollar debt. That's another thing I noticed with credit cards in my life is when I'm giving a limit on my card, I usually go up to the limit. And um, the scary part is, eighty uh, percent of Americans use credit cards, right? So credit cards are not this foreign idea. Most people, if you look around you, have and use credit cards. Out of those eighty percent that do use them, forty um, percent of them carry a balance. And again. My story is probably similar to most college kid stories, but then when you think of uh, being an adult and how you use a credit card as an adult, instead of uh, books and um, parking, you might say, well, groceries or this bill or this bill. And you have the full intention that when you get your paycheck, you're just short this month. You're just gonna just use it now and you're gonna cover it with full intentions, again, of paying it off. And eventually, life bites you in the ass and you end up carrying a balance. And once you fall into that trap, it's like a big steel bear trap. Once the credit card companies uh, close that trap on your leg, you're stuck, man. You're not going anywhere. It's just going to be a repeating cycle. And what's, what's scary again is that the average person... Again, if you're somewhat financially literate, this is who I'm talking to. The average person thinks that it's normal to use credit cards, and they think that if they just pay off the balance every single month, that they're going to be just fine. Without any thought in the back of their head that, hey, maybe there will come a time that I might not be able to pay off the balance. Nobody considers the risk of that. Everybody thinks that they're not going to do it. They're not going to get into a position where they carry the balance over. Yet 40% of you right now carry your balance over month over month. Think about that, guys. This is the this is the steel trap that credit card companies lay. And this is why I'm a firm believer that if you play with snakes... You shouldn't be surprised when the snake jumps up and bites you. And ever since 2018, when I realized that not only do I have a spending problem, not only do I have a debt problem, not only do I have a credit card and loan and personal loan, motorcycle loan, student loan, car loan, every kind of loan, um, I realized that the entire financial system is set up So that I am trapped and playing their games for the rest of my life, right? My entire life up to that, up till 2018, I paid interest on everything. And my interest payments went to these banks. And Chase is one that um, I don't do business with anymore since 2018, because when I sat down and realized how much interest I had paid Chase from age 18. That 2008 uh, year when I opened up my first Chase student credit card, all the way to 2018, 10 years later, when Chase not only had my credit cards, they had my car loans, they had my wife's student loans. Chase had everything, every loan imaginable I had with them. And when I realized how much interest that I had paid to them, I realized that I will never use any one of their products for the rest of my life, and I haven't. I've stuck to my uh, guns and Boycotted Chase in 2018, but again, being uh, debt free now for four years and not using a credit card has opened up my mind to how I'm able to spend less and save more. And this is one thing you know. There's two arguments for credit cards for people who use them. One, they say that the rewards and the and the cash back, the rewards points. Uh, it's free money. You're going to spend this anyways. Might as well use it. Again, college kid in 2008, you're going to buy books anyways. You don't have it in your checking today. You'll have it next week. You might as well use it, right? Same idea, uh, except now you attach this uh, made-up game of rewards points. Um, The other argument for using credit cards is the security and safety of a credit card versus a debit card. And I'll explain kind of my two checking system to really counterbat this argument this argument is pretty flawed anyways because uh, most of the protections that you see on a credit card come on debit cards as well Um, there's a few exceptions again uh, but for the most part you have the same protections with a debit card and a credit card only difference of course is on a credit card you're using a line of credit from the bank and on a debit card it's drawing directly from your checking account but I'll talk about my two checking account system that kind of combats this uh, a little bit later. But let's talk about the first one, the rewards points. So, most credit cards offer some type of reward system. Now, the entry level cards, they don't. Um, so, like your starter card, like I had in college, I wasn't getting any points on that. But once I upgraded to the Freedom, I was getting 1.5% cash back. And later on from there, I would go to the Discover card and get like 2, 3, 4, 5%, depending on the categories. And you know, when when I just tally it all up in my mind, um, how how many probably uh, uh, statements I looked at just for the rewards balances. I remember being proud of a $60, $70, $80, $90 uh, cash back um, uh, statement thing uh, that I'd get in the mail and say, Oh, wow, look, I just made $70 and I didn't have to do anything. Not realizing that in order for me to make more cash back, I have to spend more. It's like a rat in a wheel. You're just chasing, uh, uh you're just chasing the the higher reward that's dangling in front of you, but the wheel keeps spinning more and more. So you're 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 sp- like, and then there's a a spout at the end of the wheel that's spinning the money out, right? So you're running the wheel, and and the more you spin the wheel, the more money gets spat out of the back end of the wheel. And you're still that reward is still dangling in front of you. Cause you know, you can get a hundred dollars cash back next month. But to get a hundred dollars cash back, you have to spend like ten thousand dollars. And that doesn't register in our minds. It doesn't register that this game, this rewards points thing is is flawed. It's based on the more you spend, the more you earn. And I don't know what wealth building strategy you're following, but I guarantee you that any wealth building strategy that is based off the more you spend, the more you earn, those wealth building strategies will not lead to you becoming financially successful. I can guarantee it. The more you spend, the less you have. The more you save, the more you have. Those or time-tested principles. I mean, even somebody with a sixth-grade education can understand if you spend less, you have more. If you spend more, you have less. Um, But yet, when we play these cashback um, games, we go in with the full intention of just saying we're going to spend only what we need and what we would have spent anyways. And I've talked to many people about this and... uh, in my time as a financial coach, although I'm not taking on any clients now, I've worked with a, a lot of clients who have had hard times uh, uh, taking out the scissors and cutting up credit cards in front of me. And their number one reason for not doing it was this stupid rewards thing. And I would always have to kind of come back with a smart uh, argument for it. And the easiest way for me to come back is the more you spend the more you get back. But that's not a formula for building wealth. The more you save, the more you build wealth. So that's one thing I want you to understand. The second thing is you, you're you not going to beat the credit card companies at the game that they made up. This is their game, okay? So you're just playing their game that they made up. And you think that, okay, they you got free money. You got $70, $100 cash back this month. Uh, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody paid for that. Damn well is in the credit card companies because they're turning profits in the billions. Your fellow Americans are the ones that paid that. Because the average credit card interest rate is 20%. So those forty percent of people that are carrying their balance over, part of their uh interest payment is going towards your rewards. A very small part because they're paying 20%. In interest on their balance and the credit card company is only giving you one and a half percent back so it, just some quick math um, they keep majority of that interest payment it's not being uh, recycled back to you uh, but the thing is you're screwing your everyday people you're screwing the hardworking people that one don't know any better and two that um, have no intention of getting into credit card debt but because That system, that steel trap that just grabs you by the foot and won't let go. There's no way you can get out of it. Every single one of those people fall in it. And those are the people that are funding these credit card rewards points. It's sad to think. It's just a really sad thing. Credit card companies do not provide any value to society. They just extract value. They extract value from people that they collect interest on and late fees they collect uh, they extract value by charging merchants absorbent amounts of of fees to get their stupid credit card readers installed and then continually charge a 3 4 5% merchant fee so that we have the privilege of scanning those plastic squares or rectangles and jamming them into those stupid readers so we pay 3 or 4% more for the thing that we're buying so these credit card companies they're, they win all around and the only way they lose is if we stop using them but for me to come on here and suggest people not use a credit card I might as well be committing uh, 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 I might as well be committing probably murder because people are so blinded by this stupid rewards thing that they cannot see the other end of what is happening so I I, I wanna share with you a system that I've created that allows you to get rid of the steel trap that's around your legs and not have to rely on credit cards. Now, you might say, you know, well, don't you need credit cards to like rent a car or a hotel? I've traveled internationally. I've traveled domestically. I've rented cars in Croatia. I've rented cars uh, in Mexico. I've rented cars in the U.S., on a debit card. I've stayed at some really nice (laughs) uh, resorts. Uh, Most recent one was the Westin in 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 Cabo. Stayed with my debit card. Um, They weren't pleased that I didn't have a credit card. I had to argue with the front desk for a while about it uh, because they do place a hold, a $2,000 hold on the credit card. Uh, So they were saying, well, sir, senor, we're going to have to place a $2,000 hold on your debit card. I said, no problem. Like I'll put the cash in there. You place the hold, but I don't have a credit card. So are you going to deny me service because I don't have a credit? I paid for your hotel already up front. What do you, what do you want from me? So, you know, it does take a little bit of leg pulling. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not, uh, these are not everyday events. <laughs> you know, once in a while, you're going to run into a scenario where you have a dumb business owner who doesn't understand. But for the most part, it's pretty simple. Life isn't much more complicated. So my system is is a two-checking account system. Uh, this is easy, easily done with whoever your bank is. Uh, usually you can open multiple checking accounts. Uh, so I have a main checking account with my credit union that uh, all my paychecks and my wife's paychecks, it all flows into this main checking account. And then my bills are paid from this checking account. So my mortgage, um, electricity, uh, car insurance, all that stuff, it's all paid from this account. And then I have a separate checking account that's not linked to my other checking or my savings. So it has a debit card, but it's not linked to anything. It's just linked to that checking account. And the first checking account, by the way, I don't activate a debit card for uh, because I never use a debit card on that account. Um, so what I do is <clears throat> at the start of the week, I transfer over whatever your budget is. Mine's 500 bucks. Because I, I give myself $2,000 a month to spend. So I transfer over 500 bucks at the beginning of the week on this uh, debit card. And I basically go until I use it up. And hopefully, <laughs> if I budget it well, I'll have a little bit of money left over. But at no point do I have more than $500 in this checking account that I swipe my debit card with. Unless I'm gonna make like a bigger purchase, that's then I'll transfer like kind of on demand. Usually, uh, I'm the one holding up the line because I'm logging into my account, transferring money before I swipe the card, um, and it's that instantaneous if you set up the system. Uh, so that avoids the second issue that people—it's uh, a misconception, really—because I've had debit card fraud, and each and every time. I've uh, gotten my money back. It's not like you lose your money. Uh, but ever, after the last one, I, I've developed this two checking account system that ha- helps avoid that. So the most you can ever de- get defrauded by is 500 bucks using this. And that's if the fraudsters, you know, swipe your card literally when you do the $500 transfer or however much you budget for. Uh, but what I do is keep the balance under $500 at all times. That way, even if there is fraud, uh Card's gonna just decline. So, it, it, you know, I had one time. Uh, the reason I created this one time, I had a uh, debit card that uh, was linked to my main account, my main checking account, and it got swiped for like fifteen hundred bucks at a Best Buy in Florida. Of course, I'm in Chicago. I'm nowhere near Florida. And it took uh, about three days for the for the, uh, uh, the the credit union to get me the money back. And in the meantime, obviously, I had bills due. So I had to transfer more money, and I had to shut that card down uh, and get a new one uh, ordered in the mail. And that took like seven to So there was a little bit of a hassle involved. I had to go to the, uh, the, uh, the bank and withdraw, or the credit union withdraw some cash just so I had some while I was waiting for the card. And that kind of helped me develop this two-account uh, system now that I use. And it works great. Uh, and I haven't had knock on wood, I haven't had any fraud since then happen on my debit cards. But if, if it does, again, it's it's less than 500 bucks. It's something I could live with. Uh, and, and it doesn't affect my my main checking account. It doesn't affect my savings account. It's completely unlinked, but it, it is with the same credit union. So with the click of a button, I electronically can move money into it to, to, to make these larger purchases and then to even make the day-to-day purchases and the online purchases and all that stuff. Uh, what this creates is sort of a scarcity mindset, right? Because I'm forcing myself to have essentially a $500 credit limit. I'm forcing myself to go back to 2008 and be that broke college kid. And that is how I've been able to save a whole heck of a lot of money. Uh, you don't save $90,000 a year making 150 a year by accident, right? That's, that's a 60%. That means uh, not 60%. That's $60,000. If Once you take out taxes, basically live on $30,000. The rest is saved. Um, and that doesn't happen by accident. It, it happens by uh, being intentional and understanding that you're not going to play the stupid games or chase the stupid points or spend money to get money because that is such a flawed idea and that is so moronic. I can't believe people don't see right through this stuff, but they don't. Um, so... There's a free nugget for you if you want to transition. I know you guys are, a lot of you listening, do not share the same opinions and views on credit cards that I have. And mine are not opinions. Uh, These are like uh, things that I've tried in my life and I was open-minded to not using credit cards and I saw how well it went that four years later I still haven't used them. And I don't care if uh, you think they're good or bad. It's not going to change my opinion and how I see credit cards and unless you're a client of mine, I really don't care if you use them or not. It's your life. Do whatever you want. I, I try to give you guys um, sound advice through through either the podcast or the YouTube channel. Um, I, I don't want to come off as I know it all. A lot of the stuff that I talk about is just stuff that scars that I've had through personal experiences. And um, every time I've sort of made a decision financially to do something or not do something, I've always looked for one the simplest principle, but also a time-tested principle that uh, has ha, can stand the test of time. And credit cards are a fairly new thing in, in the span of um, when you look at financial transactions. People would, you know, you buy stuff using cash, using coins, <laughs> uh, and it was it really wasn't until credit, especially in this country, became more readily available in the seventies credit card companies, um, came to be. Um, but my view again is they, they don't create anything. Uh, they just extract value. They don't create value. And as a, um, person who's, I feel like put on this earth with a purpose to educate people, um, not just on their finances, but educate people on how to, uh, be a better person, how to live a better life. I don't think it's a good idea for me to promote uh, people using credit cards when I don't personally use it in my own life. I don't think it'd be a good idea for me to promote it, uh, even though 80% of you think it's perfectly fine to do it. Um, A lot of times in life where the crowds go, I I, I like to be contrarian and be the opposite. And for the most part, it has helped helped open doors that otherwise would have remained shut because I had that mindset. Uh, And... I'm not going to lie to you, it, it's not a popular opinion to tell someone to cut up their credit cards and use a debit card. So if you listen to this podcast and you think I'm a complete idiot for saying this, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, but I'm the idiot that uh, you know has a net worth of over $350,000 and uh, you're the idiot that's still uh, drowning credit card debt. So That's all I have in this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Hopefully, I'll be back on track with the podcast. If not, again, don't hold it against me. Uh, Give me some time to settle into the new place, and then uh, we'll get back to our regularly uh, scheduled uh, broadcast every Wednesday. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. And remember, move obstacles, keep investing.